0: Welcome to Unplaytested, the podcast
1: about RPGs that have never been played before. Because they never existed before. I'm Alex, and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Lara, I use she, her pronouns. And we're going to make a game based on a ludicrous suggestion, chosen at random. But we're not
0: doing it alone. We have a guest in the the studio, in Unplaytested Laboratories. Our very first legendary
2: tier guest... Why, thank you. It is I, Legendary Vermin. Yeah. Uh, I see her pronouns, and I'm also a game designer and streamer.
1: Heck yeah, we are so glad to have you on. I'm so stoked to be here. All right, well, you have to wait to say that until you find out what, what <laughs> horrors the list will visit upon us, uh, because it's, it is that time uh, to, to get my, my die here. And Lara, could you tell me, uh, how many sides does my die have? Uh, I'm gonna need you to roll a 92-sided die right now. All right, and die rolling sound. Wait, you actually did a real one. <laughs> I
2: I because I was streaming on Sunday, I have my like <laughs> fat metal D12.
1: <laughs> Amazing. All right, perfect. That's the most diegetic uh, it's ever been.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. This is. Yeah, well, uh, because I am the only person who can see or die, obviously, I know that it has rolled a 77. Ooh. Uh, which, I don't know, this can either go great or bad. I don't know what y'all's, um, like, uh, reference pool is. But Jay Harper would like us to make Animorphs the role-playing <gasps> game. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> okay.
2: I have very good Animorphs credentials. I just want that known.
1: Oh, please (laughs) go on. I'm happy
2: to hear this. Okay, so not only did I read um like a lot of aminomorphs, like with my dad as a kid and (gasps) by myself growing up, um, my college had a group of people who in lieu of having a real radio show, what they did is they would uh pick up an Animorphs book from the, the Powell's books down in Portland and they would just read it live and riff on it all the time. Uh, and I listened to some of the books I never found on that. Amazing. It's, it, it is to this day, one of the weirdest things that, uh, I, I knew about and, and helped produce, uh, when I worked at that radio station. Is this available? You know, I haven't gone looking for it in a hot minute, and the KDUP archives are not they don't go back that far, but I wonder mm. I I could Google Jockey this during our break and see if I can find it.
1: Nice, nice. It
2: must be somewhere because I need to hear this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's wonderful. What a cool thing. Uh so I I was a, a I would say a fairly substantial Animorphs nerd in uh Elementary school, I guess it was for me, and you know, got. I think I must have caught onto the books like when they when they came out and stuff with those amazing CG morph covers that I those loved so terrible much.
0: Terrible covers! Oh,
1: oh god, they're so
2: good. fucking body horror. <laughs>
0: Do we want to do a quick rundown of what Animorphs is in case we have listeners who are not familiar? Or do we think that if we have listeners who are not familiar, they should just go?
1: Because you're not (laughs) welcome here. You're not our kind. Run back to the past. Run to the Scholastic Book Fair. Get your backpack (laughs) off your back and just shovel in those beautiful thin volumes full of surprisingly good world building and like traumatic melting shifting forms that will uh impact your mind
2: for years to come um if we're gonna introduce animorphs we should find the back cover of one of the animorphs books and just read the like standard text that was on the back of a bunch yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah 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 i'm i'm on it baby I was assuming earlier from the way you had said it that you were not an an, an anamorphian, Lara. But uh, Oh my god, no, no, no. I
0: was I was definitely on the yeah, every month there is an anamorph and I am going yeah. to consume it. I'm going to burn it in the fires of my eyes and Amazing. absorb its
2: Hey, That's great. Well, How have we never talked about animorphs? Once, once we've introduced the concept, I do want to know what your favorite anim, who your favorite animorph was and mm. uh, what your favorite book was, if you can remember. Gosh.
0: We can't tell you who we are or where we live. It's too risky. And we've got to be careful. Really careful. So we don't trust anyone. Because if they find us, well, we just won't let them find us. The thing you should know is that everyone is in really big trouble. Yeah, even you.
2: I get chills just thinking about that. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, Oh,
1: goodness. (sighs) You have no idea, listeners, how silently I flipped out and clutched my chest
2: there. (laughs) I was biting my thumb so I wouldn't squeal.
1: A spear of memory (laughs) lanced through me.
2: So, beautiful
0: listener, the story of Animorphs is that uh, the Earth is in the process of being invaded by uh, an alien, I don't know,
2: empire known as the,
0: would we pronounce it Yerk? Yerk?
2: Uh, I yerk. always said it Yerk. Yeah. Yerk Hork-Bayar-Taxon.
1: Wait, Hork-Bayar?
0: hork I damn. always pronounce the J, Hork-Bayar.
1: Soft, soft J, Hork-Bayar. Because I didn't okay. I never took the class on Hork by in elementary school. That's how my dad
2: pronounced it, and i I've just stuck with that. <laughs> Yo that your dad sounds cool. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on how cool my dad is. and I'm not even like, <laughs> that's not a joke. It
0: is nice. a joke,
2: but it's not.
0: <laughs> OK. well, RPG about Vermin's dad, it's
1: going on the list, but it's not for tonight. I'm just saying, we have had many wonderful guests on, but we have never secured the absolute hat trick of having a guest and then that guest's dad <laughs> on another episode. So, I'm I was just saying, I'm just saying, uh, there's just a niche, there's
0: a niche to be filled. I'll,
1: I'll talk. Oh, to we're him. getting distracted, everybody.
0: <laughs> yep. The yikes! So wait, I'm I'm just storming forward. I don't know if anyone wants to take over, but I like no
1: no talking. no. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it.
0: Okay, by God. So, there are the Yerks, uh, who are a slug-like alien with the ability to crawl into the ear, or whatever brain access point uh, some other species has, and uh, take over a person's body, controlling them from within. This is, a you know, it's kind of a sci-fi staple, the horrible alien brain parasite. Um, and so these Yerks are infiltrating the earth and they are bringing with them a couple of other, uh, kind of their alien shock troops, uh, which include the Hork-Biar who are an, uh, once a, once a proud herbivore people with bark cutters <laughs> built into their elbows, but now they're just spike monsters. Uh, and then the taxons who are big, what are they like? Fleshy centipede-looking, hungry monsters.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like
2: centipedes, but there's shark teeth all the way through them. They're great. It's oh, like it's gorgeous. like if a sarlacc pit could move.
1: And they've got the they've got like four big red, I believe, frequently described as like jelly-like, consistently oh. eyes yeah. like spaced around the mouth. So I this is my taxon story. Uh there was a local bakery. This is we're not gonna make a game, people. This is awesome. This is
0: Welcome to Animorphs (laughs) Cast episode one. Sorry. (laughs)
1: Have you have you already listened to Dumb Kids Playing Hero, the amazing actual play Animorphs podcast? We're gonna do as much making a game as they did, which is to say less because they actually did. Anyway, uh (laughs) So, there was a bakery. They had a contest for Halloween to draw a monster. I have never won a contest for anything in my entire life. Raffles, no. Bingo's, no, nothing. But this, I and I cannot draw. I have terrible manual dexterity. It's it's just not my thing. But one time, one glorious moment in my entire life, I went, hold up. They want me to draw a cool monster for this bakery contest. And I can draw a taxon because it's just a it's just a wiggly tube with like a horrifying maw and some jiggly eyes around it and then like a a pincher sort of tail i want to say uh and Oh, and it's got crabby, crabby claw grabbers. Uh, and th- I love them. I've I've thought about them so many times. You know, they're described lovingly in the books. So I drew it. I think it was like blue and yellow. I gave it kind of a kind of a real exciting color scheme that is not mentioned in the books. Um, and I won. <gasps> I won four of the largest cinnamon rolls that are just like the size of a dinner plate we would get one of these cinnamon rolls like once every six months once a year on your birthday you'd get a cinnamon roll from the great harvest bakery which i assumed was like a local joint and then later on i found out it was a fucking chain and i was like completely crushed oh. i was like what do you mean a great harvest in seattle i thought it was our local thing uh so I won a contest and I got a certificate for four cinnamon rolls, and I think I like used it once and then I lost it because I have ADHD. Well, there we go. That's my story. Ugh. Okay, so big bad
2: alien empire is coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Who? But why?
0: It's going to be the animorphs. So, uh, there are a, a group of uh, five. Friends, or if we're going to be accurate, four friends and Tobias, who, traveling... <laughs> so five uh, five kids, Cassie, Marco, Jake, Rachel, and Tobias, traveling through, it's like an old construction site at night, I think? Yeah. Uh, they discover the crashed spaceship of an Andalite, another alien. Prince Elfangor. Elfangor, yes, thank you. Uh, these are the people who are essentially leading the fight against the Yerks. um, and they are kind of like a blue mouthless centaur with a scorpion tail as I think a sufficient description,
1: yeah. they got the tail blade. and they're are they they're hot as hell is the gesture that I believe <laughs> is going on there. So if you visit, i how did this come up? i so a, a week ago, I have learned of the Andalite Truth, and if you two would like to navigate with me now so we can get your reactions in real time for the podcast, please go to andalitetruth.org. Uh, what? How do you spell
2: Andalite. I'm having a hard
1: time. Oh, A-N-D-A-L-I-T-E. Oh, I put in
2: a second L. It's foolish. Very fair. I'm turning in my
1: Animorphs fan card. <laughs> And if if one of you would like to just read this website out loud, it's not very long. The Andalite. From a
0: distance, you'd think he was a small horse or deer. He has four hooved feet that flash with amazing speed. His upper body looks like a horse's neck and head. Except that when he gets close enough, you see he has two smaller human-sized arms sticking out. Um... His head is kind of triangle with huge almond-shaped eyes. These are his main eyes. There are two extra eyes, each stuck atop a sort of stalk. The stalks stick out the top of his head and move, pointing the extra eyes in any direction. Andalites have no torsos. The official art has always been wrong. Now it can be told. Just a horse body and 2 peepy arms coming out of their neck. Is accompanied by the worst drawing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> it's so good. There's just a bunch of of extremely quality artist interpretations of real messed up looking Andalites. Oh, the the best one is anonymous, unfortunately, but they really went hard on the alienness, and I'm extremely here for it. That is uh, so a, check that out. That is
2: a bad tale.
1: Yeah, some some of them are. Man, I mean, who? It's a labor of love by everyone on this website, uh, and let me tell you what: it is tragically defunct. So you cannot submit your torsoless Andalite fan art to AndaliteTruth.org. Damn it! But you can submit it to Unplaytested on Twitter, <laughs> and we will. I'll if you send me a picture of a torsoless Andalite that you drew, listener, I'll retweet it every day for a month. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> incredible oh
0: my god okay andalites whether they have torsos or not what they (laughs) do have is the technology that allows them to morph into other creatures Mm -hmm,
1: to change
0: mm -hmm. their to uh, and, and like there are specific rules you touch a creature you absorb their dna i guess everything in the universe has dna all living creatures
1: yeah, they go into a, a sort of a morphing trance so that you are not immediately ripped apart by the Siberian tiger that you've just touched. Uh, and then at some future point, you can access this stored information and turn your body into that body. Horribly and and meltingly and oh. grotesquely. Unless you are, uh, there was probably a cool word for it, but Cassie, one of the... I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip back to your question earlier Roman, and say Cassie was maybe my favorite character. The fact that she had the like slight amount of control over like the aesthetics of her morph that she developed. Uh, was just really beautiful. Like there was one time when she was turning into a bird and she sort of manages to like get the arms first so she has kind of like a cool, you know, wing arms, angelic look just for a moment as everyone else is like with, like a <laughs> beak erupting from their human face. Uh and Good it honest. was it was so poignantly mentioned, uh, maybe by Ax Aximili is Karoth- still Yeah. I'm probably got one of the one or two of the syllables wrong in that. Sorry, Axe. Uh, the the Andalite buddy who uh, becomes the sixth member of the group. Uh, that in Andalite culture, like someone who has uh, an amount of control over their morphing like that would be like an artist. They're known as
0: Estrines.
1: Estrines. I knew that'd be a good word. Thank you, Kay Applegate, for your good words and for not becoming a horrible monster, uh, as some other children's authors have turned out to do. Uh, surprisingly, because it's a book about becoming horrible monsters. And so it was really sad to me that Cassie was like, she had this beautiful gift that it was just like well but you're in a war so you have to be a soldier now
2: yeah so the the six of them just become guerrilla fighters and the thing that i think is like so good to this day about animorphs is that we get to jump into their journey and like for the most part um animorphs is told with totally standalone stories Uh, and this is maybe something to like mine for design ideas um, but oh, like, fuck, we gotta write a game. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> write you for a game. Thank reminding us. Um, th- the, the beauty of Animorphs is that, like, book to book, you don't, for the most part, need to know what happened in the previous book. You don't have to read them chronologically because there's only a few that have consequences that really, really trickle out. It's just a lot of world building fed to mm. you in book-sized chunks. Um, spoilers, uh, for example... It's important to know that Tobias ends up stuck as a bird uh, and he (laughs) is unable to morph for a long time. Uh, He gets stuck as a bird in book two, book one, I think. No, no, no. Excuse me. It's book three. He gets stuck as a bird in book three. Uh, Or maybe that's just the first one where he narrates Mm. as a bird.
1: Yeah, and there there are, how many books were, like, 50 or 60 or 70?
2: Uh, It's, uh, 54 is my guess, because I have the last Animorphs book. Oh, Um, Dag. Yeah. uh, Which super starts with a character dying.
1: (laughs) Mm. I've heard that it's real rough. I think I dropped off in, like, the 30s or something.
2: My to to circle back to this, uh, as a kid, my favorite was always Marcus, and Marcus was the jokester.
1: Oh Marcus. Um,
2: and he has a very fucked up relationship with his mom, which uh <laughs> feels real different now. Um, and uh, I'll just fucking say it. His mom is like a big high up lieutenant in the uh and controlled by a yerk, and it's great. Right, that's like a big revelation at one point. I believe
0: she is Visser One. She is the. She's is the, she the, the one top. like leading
2: the whole thing?
1: Oh my yeah. god, that's right.
2: Yeah. Oh god, she's, a, she's damn. the gold Ducat here. She's the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing I'll turn around and say is actually I think now my favorite is Rachel, um, because Rachel is like very much just like not there for anything but like becoming a mean, mo- like a mean animal and just punching somebody's heart out. And I can respect that. Uh, That's the
1: energy I want to bring into my own life. Really, one of the the first, like, I'm going to have a girl character be the heavy hitter. Like, if you need some fuckers to go down and not get up again, you call Rachel. And she turns into a goddamn grizzly bear and is just the bruiser of the team. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's real good.
0: If we're sharing favorites, I'm just going to drop it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, Tobias. Go. It's Tobias all the way. Uh-huh. The loner, the not fitting in, the stuck as a bird. The Ooh. Oh, I should have realized some shit about myself earlier if I
2: empathize with Tobias. Tobias. <sighs> yeah. I love I love you Tobias. Mwah. Um and I'm going to shout out my favorite book. There's a book in the series where rachel absorbs alligator dna and this is my favorite bit in the entire series she starts morphing and can't control it in real at really bad times when she's having strong emotions um and it turns out she's allergic to alligator dna
1: oh my god and so
2: at the end of the book she uh she burps is the term that axe uses for it but it literally just she spits out a whole alligator out
1: of her body. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I've I've done compiling that DNA and I am exiting it. (laughs) It ain't staying here. (sighs) Which is wild to me because like, that's a whole fucking
2: alligator. Like, she's got to be so hungry after that's done.
1: Yeah.
0: (sighs) Well, the mass is all coming from zero space, Vermin. It's true. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Something like that? O space? I don't remember how it freaking works. Oh, dang. Uh, You you basically, whenever you morph, you leave all the parts that you don't need floating in hyperspace, essentially. Um, And there's like an infinitesimal chance that some spaceship is going to come by, blow you away while you're (laughs) morphed, and then you just get stuck. Um, But like that only came up when they became mosquitoes and most of them had to be in uh, that space. And yeah. when they figured out that they were in that space, they were all turned inside out and the Andalites uh, were just happened to be there and put them back in s-
1: good. I'm reminding you, future me, put some content warnings on the front of this one because Animorphs <laughs> gets, it goes real hard it in so many directions. It goes so directions. and
0: weird. Uh, God, I'm going to put Kiko. in a reminder to future Alex that like 90%
1: of that is going to have to
0: be cut out because we have not made a game.
1: This is fine, this is fine. Okay, okay, okay. So, I have a double whammy. One of my favorite moments from the books, and an idea for a game at the same time. Because guess what? K.A. Applegate designed a game inside the series of Animorphs.
2: Because
1: this is, like, one of my clearest memories. I have no idea which freaking book this is from. So there's... Some sort of, like, precursor race who invented morphing or something. They're, like, wingy, wingy, wingy people who lived on a sky cloud planet. And they flew around and they they, uh, communicated partially through pheromone trails, which I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is awesome. Uh, And they had a game that they would play with... I think each other, or maybe with like some enemy species, like a, me- a method of conflict resolution. And in this game, they would say, okay, I'll take the Yerks and I'll take the Andalites. And, you know, the two players would each pick a, a species that lived on this planet, on, on a-, a-, a generated planet that was created by their like hologram super advanced game thing. And the species would have some sort of starting conditions. It would be like, oh, this is a uh, an underwater, you know, sort of weaselly species that, that hangs out and is like a small, you know, uh, predator. And then the other person is like, oh, I have these slow-moving, you know, sort of uh, plant-like creatures, and then you want to win the game, I guess, by, you know, ruling the planet or, or overtaking the other species somehow. And I don't know if the the exact win condition was stated. It probably was, but I forget. So, when you play this game, you only get to make one move. But you can do anything? Uh, so, in the example that they had, which I'm hopefully actually kind of remembering right, the the point of view character, the whichever good guy, wingy person uh, we're, we're following, shows the the planet they're on is surrounded by like a thick layer of clouds, so they can't see the stars. And they show the, the slow-moving plant dwellers the stars. They like part the clouds and let them see the vastness of the universe, so that they will be inspired to look upward and grow and create and escape their planet. And you know, they're they're slow, they're like teching opera. Right? They're building, they're creating, they're building cities and all this stuff is, is resulting from this one change. And then suddenly a bunch of freaking deadly weasels just start shooting out of everywhere. And they're like trying to fight them, but there's like thousands and thousands and thousands more weasels than they predicted. And the other player is like, oh yeah, I just turned their birth rate up like 700%. So I win. <laughs> And it was just the coolest thing to me that you're like, no, you're just you just tipping the scales with one finger. You just get to make one change in the lifetime of a species, and then you see what happens. Yes, that, that is the game of Alien
0: Civilizations, a Ketrin game. Uh, oh, that Ketrin. being the species that the Elemist, who, not to put too fine a point on it, is God. Uh
2: <laughs> But once belonged to bef- before he became God. I I do want to point out uh, that it is obliquely and somewhere in there directly suggested that this game is being played with the humans right now and that probably
1: both sides are cheating. Oh, that's right. Mm. Oh, it's a fucking... So I've been wanting to play that game since I was like nine. Uh, it sounds hard to make. It does sound hard to make.
0: I am not opposed to. Let's turn this into how do we play alien civilizations, the Ketrin Uninet game.
1: <laughs> okay, if you're if you're reading an, an article on it, does it have more deets? Because that was that was all off the dome, baby. Nah, babe, I'm at Seropedia,
0: the Animorphs <laughs> wiki, and it is one paragraph. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, it was very popular among Ketrans, um, the, that's, okay, the game was sent out into space, attracting the attention of Capesans, who didn't understand it was merely a game, um, and in, inter- exterminated the Ketrans of Ket in an act of
1: perceived justice. Oh, oh they were like, hey, stop puppeteering entire civilizations to destroy each other, which, are like, okay, yeah, that's pretty fucked. Fair. I, th- I, th- I, think what I am getting here is I think it is just
0: a game.
2: Like, it it is yeah. just a game, but also it ends it ends up actually getting played, and it does end up actually getting played between two players around Earth, and we meet both of the players, and the the elemist is one of them, and the Elamists, the Elamists move. The Elemists move in in their game that they're playing. Uh, God, why do I remember this? Is yeah. to show one of them how the game works
1: and the history of the Elemists' life. <laughs> oh, that must be the flashback that I was thinking of. Okay, <laughs> nice. I remembered what happened, but not the context. That's awesome. I love that we're just piecing this stuff together like a puzz. This is fun. Wait, wait.
2: He might have been showing Rachel the history of everything in the moment that she died so she would understand what it was all for. That may be the mistake I was making. Uh, Spoilers for Animorphs.
1: Yeah, K.A. Applegate, a real bold move as like an author, was like, hey, my children's book is about how war is horrible and sucks. Don't do war. It's not glorious. It's terrible. Even if you're a big badass, you can still just die.
2: Okay, so how do we, how do we create, does it have to be a game? Is it a TTRPG that we're making? It's meant to be
0: an RPG. We've really (laughs) gone late in this, reaching this point. This Um, is hard mode, yeah. I am, I am totally okay if we want to say this is a two-player RPG in which you are explicitly the Elemist and friggin' Kratak or whatever, the evil Elemist.
1: Was that eh. the guy who was like made of wood? Krayak? Was he made of wood? What is I this I, series? So when I th- when I think of this fucking guy, he's the guy who says I am the agent of chaos who upsets the apple carts. I
0: remember that freaking line. And I hated it. I'm just a gamer like you, but with perhaps a different philosophy. I don't play the game to save the species, but to annihilate it. I play the game of genocide. <laughs> I added the laughter, but the rest was a quote.
1: Yeah, I so in my mind he looks very much like the Pokemon Sudowoodo for some reason, but with like a horrible <laughs> mean face. I he something in the just the early description of it, I was like okay, so he's like made of wood, but like also like stone. I don't know if that's that's a hazy hazy memory, guys. I just remember the line about the apple cart. I hate that guy. Yeah, he sucked.
2: Okay, so I don't know if you're necessarily the those two, but I Dude, that sucker goes on the moat list. Yeah, he's that that guy. Kay Applegate didn't say it, but that guy's a fucking Nazi. Uh, <laughs> I'm I i do not condone anybody playing him. Uh, no. The the thing that is interesting is that like like you highlighted Alex is that um we can we can make one move one change and then we have to play that out uh and i don't know exactly how that works but like to me this game runs in kind of three phases right it's Mm. the introductory phase where we like discover and establish a world and then we move into this phase where it's like okay what would you change what would i change and then we both flip our cards at once or like reveal our change at once. Yeah. And then we work together to discover, like, um, the, the kind of outcomes of that. Yeah. Yeah. This
0: is going to okay. be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And that is, uh, all we're getting out of the first half of the show, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Is a half an hour of Animorphs, uh, Gabber, and one half of an idea for a game. (laughs) So, (laughs) Obducted by Sharks, play us out.
2: Okay, so if you want to see more stuff that I've done game design-wise, you should absolutely check me out on... Twitter, I go by Legendary Vermin on all the places that matter on the internet. And of course, that's Twitch, Itch, and Twitter. Um, So, uh, games that I want to highlight right now, uh, I just released uh, what I'm jokingly calling my Magnum Opus, Extra Hot. It's a game where to resolve things, you draw Taco Bell hot sauce packets out of a big bag. It's stupid. Oh, yes. Um, uh People have said very nice things about it that they don't mean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other things that I want to pitch, I am in an ongoing uh, role-playing game on TPK Roleplay. Uh, Madness calls it forth. Uh, If you like to hear me talk uh, and you want to hear me play Jane Lynch as if she was cast in a Guy Ritchie film um, as a former gangster, uh, that's what I'm doing uh also i'm somehow mystically connected to grendel's mom uh Yo. that's neat uh yeah we're <laughs> playing city of Mist, it's gonna be really cool and finally uh i think by the time this podcast comes out you'll be able to check out and i think this is gonna go in a very fun direction given what we have to do with our work um uh i have a, a game about playing games specifically basketball it's an oracular storytelling game where you kind of roll the bones interpret the results and figure out what happened it's called Alleyoop, um and uh it it got kickstarted, and it's going to be uh laid out and on my itch page which again is legendary vermin.itch.io um So check that out. I'm so proud of this game. I made it with my wife. Uh, We love basketball. You need to know nothing about basketball to play it. It's genuinely really fun and very easy to jump into. And that's my ad.
0: And we're back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or are we really just starting? (laughs) In a sense, aren't we all beginners?
1: Okay. We're step 9 that we need to remember to do later. We have to come up with a I'm sorry. Uh Madame Applegate something better than alien civilization or whatever it was called. That can't be the title. We got to we got to get she a better was title.
2: Translating it from an alien language. We got to give her a break.
1: Okay, okay, fair. Yeah. It's much better in the original and Ketrin. So how I think the thorniest problem we are going to run into if we want to try zipping ahead and tackling it first is what the flip is the resolution mechanic of a competitive mm-hmm. world building game.
2: Okay, so uh, let's talk about how I do it in Alley and maybe that will spur something for you. Um, nice. Alley Oop has no strategic decisions in it. Um, and what we do is every single player is represented by a different sized die, right? Mm. You pick them up, you roll them, and, uh, the numbers that they show are the amount of points the players score during that quarter or half of basketball. If they roll their highest value, you draw a card and something different and cool happens. It triggers some event. Um, and I like that a lot because, uh what it means is that you don't end up my wife is very competitive part of the game was making sure that it had a competitive element with the players are competing but like the the people aren't competing uh and that's mm. something like that where like you know we 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 shift into an oracular mode where we interpret some results rather than um make decisions and do narration uh in the, in the conventional sense. Uh in the second half of the game would probably work really well for like ah these species are competing now.
0: Ah.
1: Uh-huh. I'm I'm super into that. I love this plan. Yeah, that seems very cool. The first and worst thought that came to my mind was all of the Animorphs books have cool Iconic titles like The Enemy and the Boy, I can't think of two. The Mystery. The Stranger. There we go. Uh The Deception. And all oh, of mine are really dark. Some of them must be nice. Uh well, or not. Anyway, <laughs> what if you put the names of all fifty-four Animorphs books into a pile and then drew one and interpreted it as part of this.
0: I am not opposed to this in a pile or in an oracle. I mean, if there's 54 Animorphs books, you can, uh, you know, cut out two and live your life with a drawing a playing card uh, oracle.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Because we wouldn't want to spoil the end of the series. (laughs) There are 54.
0: Damn, good Anya. As long as we do not count the Megamorphs the hork bahar chronicles you know the the special ones that uh violate this uh this title anyway
1: hold up what the hell is megamorphs
0: a <laughs> uh, megamorphs would be uh extra large books they came out uh towards the christmas season and they were narrated by all five or as the case may be six anamorphs alternating between mm. chapters
2: i think one of the ones talking about the game was a megamorphs book like
1: or it was it was one of these spin-off books. That makes sense. That would be wild to put in a main series.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Elamist Chronicles. There we go. Which took place during the first chapter of The Beginning, <laughs> the final book in the series. Uh, that's that's a that's a nice shot, K.A. making the last one called <laughs> The Beginning. <laughs> well, you know
2: have either of you read how this this series ends? Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't read fifty four myself, but I have read the summary, and it it ends with the five remaining members of the animorphs going to battle with the Yerks one more time. No, like resolution. Just we're driving the ship towards an enemy fleet now, which Oof. is metal as hell. K. Applegate yeah. bullshit. That's awesome. What conviction? As a child, hated it. As an adult i want to shake ka applegate's hand
1: <laughs> oh there's not an epilogue where uh there's uh, all the characters have gotten married and having babies and the babies all have the names of previous characters in the worst possible combinations ever known to humankind
0: no it's just war forever thank god okay we need we need we need to fucking put mechanics
1: on paper everybody <laughs> We gotta do it, we gotta do it, we gotta do it, we gotta
0: do it. I'm, I'm just gonna slam my foot down and make this an alley-oop hack if, uh... Do it! <laughs> if that's where we're at. uh, With this uh oracular 54 Animorph books. Pull those from a pile. Yeah, fine, okay. I'm just, I'm going to say things now. Go. <laughs> okay, so we have the 54 Animorph books, we have the title for each one, we, you know, add a very brief half of a sentence kind of uh, what this could mean, you know, oracle plot contrivance. Mm. Uh, So, fine. Uh, We are two players, our two sides, or maybe it could be two sides. It doesn't necessarily have to be two players exactly. It could even be Mm. multiple players. We all get together. We we, uh, generate a planet. We can do this, you know, really cool just everyone makes up some bits of history for this planet vermin has an idea go for it
2: uh if we're using those uh those like titles uh because so many of those titles are like the something um they could be setting elements and maybe like every player draws and defines three of those setting elements uh around the like main
1: um uh species that are on this planet Hell So if I draw the pretender, then I say, ah, this species has a great love of the theater. Yeah. And uh, maybe if uh, I draw the invasion,
2: I say, like, okay, there was uh, there was a group that came in or like an invasive species that like totally devastated them. um, And they're still recovering from it now. Nice. That's fun.
0: Or you could also use that to mean they are freaking invaders coming in yeah. from. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. From However
2: Nevada. you choose to interpret it. Yeah.
0: All right, Lark, keep playing the hits.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So we we generate this planet. I want to say we're going to make like a quick ass map of it as well. You know. Uh, hmm. Big old circle on a piece of paper. We draw out this map. Uh, we have our planet. We have our fact. Let's call them factions the different groups on this planet. They may be different species at war. They may be just, you know, like specific individuals. Let's set our scale where we want to. We're omnipotent God jerks. So we can decide <laughs> who the winner of the game is. Um And then, okay, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do something to like get from here to having this pile of dice where each one represents something different or someone different.
2: I don't know how to do that, but I know how to do the part in the middle. Okay, like each player would write uh, a change, uh, or like a, a a fact about the universe, um, once they've heard everybody else's pieces, um they they say what it is it is set in stone and then the other player or players uh decides uh where it it makes a change so if we have dice out maybe they change the size of a die um if if we're using cards maybe it's like oh this card means something different now i don't know
1: whoa okay so you're, th- there's like a a meta gaming element to this Sure, if that's what you want to call it, it's just like <laughs> I set something
2: up, you you yes and it in some way.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, you yes and on from the change. I love. It.
1: Yeah, maybe this maybe this needs to be a more than two player game, like a four player game specifically, so that you can have like more brains involved to to mess with stuff.
0: Also, it needs to be more than two-player games, so it's not just you and I next week.
2: <laughs> All by our mm-hmm. lonesomes. We get yeah, you so you gotta lonely. get my dad in there somehow.
1: Yeah. I was just gonna do Vermin and Vermin's dad. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> we, we're out of here. <laughs> Me and my dad,
2: you two being peanut gallery. Okay,
0: let's make this... A, it's a two-team game. It's competitive, obviously, but we're not working very hard because there is no actual tactics. No tactics. In fact, tactics on the moat list. Can't
1: tactics. You can only strategies.
0: Okay. Everybody has a set of dice. Let's say you have your, you know, your seven basics, D4, D20, and all their friends. (laughs) And, uh, like, then we have a a moment where our two sides kind of buckle down. They form their own sub game. And with these dice, they they assign the dice. Who are the players, who are the most important people in this faction, or most important groups, or even most important
1: ideas that get associated with these different dice? Nice, nice. So I could say, ah, this D6 is going to be Vornath, the head alchemist of this city. Yeah. Or like, the ideal of peace that is held by my species, or whatever. And this D20
0: is our biggest gun. Um, Which doesn't go very well with our ideal of peace, except we've promised to never use it. (laughs) Wonderful. And I like, we do this as, it becomes its own private game, which is why it's really good to have, say, four players, so that we kind of split up, and now it's the two of us, good Elemist, arguing about, okay, well now do we want to put all of our beans in the big gun? Uh, we think that is what's going to best get us to where we want, or is the alchemist more important than a D6? I mean, I think that alchemist is worth at least a D8.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. I think, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's a player count is variable. So like, maybe you have two people doing their own little private thing and then coming back together. But, like exactly as you said, you could do it in pairs, you could do it with six people in in like threes uh it'll just- af- affect maybe how many cards you draw to decide your your setting elements
1: cool, and so then i the the natural progression it would seem to me would be the next phase is move and counter move where you're going sorry K.A., we're we're doing more than one move in this game. you're going i uh and then. The alchemist invents a wonderful new longevity potion that extends the life of every being by decades, uh, and you know you're you're rolling your D six and seeing how that goes. Is that is Something that in like that? When
2: you said move and counter move, mm. what I thought is like, okay, what if you can change your opponent's die values? Uh huh. But um you don't know if they're aiming to be close to one or close to 20 yo (laughs) and you decide that before this moment of like uh rolling dice and stuff and maybe maybe you get to cancel one of your dice um at the end of this move and counter move thing
1: Mm. i like the sound of that so you're secretly as you are as you are writing down the little index card for the biggest gun saying haha this die wants to roll low instead of high and and
2: maybe the way that you you like apply this stuff is um the move and counter move is like okay i have uh like i like i said i am an invasive species uh and i roll that and it's a die that i'm going to keep Uh, and maybe I roll like a 12 and you're like, ah, the alchemist finds a way to, uh, make it so like, uh, uh, our biome is, is no longer, uh, good for you. And you roll a four and you say, okay, I want you to, hmm, you have a 12. I want you to subtract that four. And then I roll my number, uh, from a 12 to an eight. And then your, your alchemist is like used. You can't add that to your score at the end, but you used it to fuck with my score.
1: Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. And and are we are we aiming to see who gets the highest total in the end? Or how does that work with some of the dice wanting to be low? Um,
2: I think it's like distance from It'd be like distance from zero or distance from some other number. And maybe you write it down.
0: This is starting to get a bit math.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. What if we don't roll the dice? What if the dice are just numbers and we manipulate the numbers in various ways and we don't have to worry about probability or anything is there any way to do that well that
0: seems like we're investing in tactics okay is that yeah is that not good (laughs) well i mean I, i i'm i'm not inherently opposed to this sort of thing um but i i guess like the question uh that is pretty important to uh like really buckle down into how we want this to feel is do we want this to feel like we are really doing actual plans or do we want this to feel like we are waving our arms and big shit is happening and we're kind of uh observing the chaos that ensues
2: when it's phrased that way i'm definitely personally leaning towards the second but i'm happy to go either way
0: i'm also Leaning pretty hard toward the second, which is why I think we might not want to get quite so in-depth in our dice business. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. That's that's a uh, a trap we have stumbled into before. <laughs> so good job spotting it. Thank you. Um,
0: I think there is something interesting about, like, trying to, like, kind of semi-secretly determining, do we want this to be up or down? Do we want this a high or low? And like, but I don't know what to do with that. I think it's interesting, but I don't know how to make that uh, make, bring, me, bring me joy.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a s- silly idea.
0: I love silly ideas.
1: Which is that if you have various dice, the D6 should always be a morphing cube. Motherfucker.
2: Yeah.
0: Everyone delete everything else. The D6 is a <laughs> morphing cube.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, every, everybody's got morphine tech, because we. it would be very rude of us to say, Hey everyone, come play our Animorphs game. There will be no morphing <laughs> allowed.
0: Okay, we didn't mention, hey, when the Elemist brought the secret of morphing to our Animorph teens, uh, it, it does take the form of a cube
2: that everybody has to touch. You gotta touch that cube. Everybody touches the cube along with... You said Elfangor, and I pronounced it Elfangor. Whatever. (laughs) is much cooler. Uh, I also (laughs) would like to point out, just
0: according to Seropedia, the Animorphs Wiki, uh, Elfangor, or Elfangor, however you choose, was originally a human, and becoming an Andalite was actually a move of the Elemist. The Elemist went ahead and made Elfangor always have been an Andalite.
2: As his move in the big game, He's so. just retconned him. <laughs> it's so fucked up to give Axe a brother all of a sudden. That's so wild. I don't, I don't know what to tell
0: you. The D six is a morphing cube. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait. No. This is good. 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 Everybody, oh, shut up. Please save us. Okay. You roll all your dice. You roll them simultaneously. Um, Fuck high-low. You want high. You want high. We all want to get high. Uh, But here's the thing. Uh, You're going to take turns back and forth, starting with whoever has the single lowest die or whatever has the lowest total. Okay? On your turn, you can do one of the following. You can use one of your dice To uh, get rid of one of your opponent's dice if it is of lower value. Cool. Uh, And then, you know, describe what happens. Describe how this feels. Or you can reduce your morphing cube by one to morph one of your other dice, which is to say re-roll it. Re-roll it or flip it? Or flip it. That's also good. Flipping it is cooler. Flipping it is cooler. And definitely more powerful if you roll low.
2: Right. But, but those dice, that's the thing, is that those low dice are vulnerable until you flip them.
1: Yeah, Right. That's oh. cool. And how, so that's a very neat mechanic. What does it look like narratively? Can I morph a big, a small gun into a big gun or is it all living things i think it's
2: i think it's up to the players to figure that out let's not touch it like okay you yeah. the small gun becomes a big gun oh you figured out uh through morphing that if you become a bear you can use that gun way better uh you nice. use the gun to create the first uh uh bear paratroopers i don't know <laughs>
1: All right. All right. All right. Cool. Nice. So you're, but the flipping always needs to involve the description of morphing going on. Yeah. Good. That feels good to me.
2: Does the D6 always start as a six or do you not know how many uses you're going to get beforehand? It would be real bad
0: feel if you got a one and your opponent got a six, wouldn't it? That would feel super bad. What if your D6 can, like, it's, it's, you roll the D6, but you can flip it. So you're guaranteed to get between a four and a six. Because if you get a okay, one, two, yeah. or
2: three, you can flip it. That's great. Yeah, well, obviously a morphing cube can morph itself. Yeah. It's, a morphing cube is always useful. And, like, there's, there's minimal strategy here. Uh, it, if you get stuck with bad dice, that's okay. We just need to write that in the rules. It's like, yeah, sometimes you get bad dice. It's okay. You're here for you the story. What, you might you, lose. You
1: dip. Because let's, I, it would be neat if we could manage to make this game take, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because the, the n- like, nature of that is like, oh, hmm, this time, oh, I'll take the humans. All right, I'll take the bears. Okay, let's see how this shakes out. You know what? Next time, maybe I'll play the bears. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the 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 level of like deific detachment uh i feel like is is something we might try to strive for
0: i'm into that that is very good okay so what if after like a round of play you know one roll the dice everybody uh draws one more card from the oracle and is like well now this is what happens over the next century to my faction Mm. And incorporates mm. that fact, and then you're all set up to go again.
1: So the so the dice and the numbers that you flip them to and what they all represent are sort of the palettes with which you will then paint the description of the changes.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um. If there are 54 books, uh, a deck of cards does have 54. Uh, it's just got a a black and colored joker it's like ka applegate did this all for us
1: <laughs> one of them is the oh, christ i keep wanting to say the elminster the N- <laughs> elminster N-M-quist. the elamist elamist and one of them is the one we now see i hate that guy he doesn't yeah, even cry he's on the moon he would fucking want to be the Joker, so I'm not gonna let him.
2: Wait, what if K.A. Applegate is the Elmist and and JK R is the <laughs> tree man? <laughs> you heard it here first? Beloved children's series authors,
1: diametrically opposed foes. Boom. It feels right. Just to make sure I've wrapped my head around. What we've sort of canonized so far. Somebody somebody okay. summarize Like a, a yerk
2: nestling into the brain. Give it to us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit, is this on me? Okay.
0: Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we if this is a uh two-team game, could be two player, could be uh, you know, more, uh, in which we come to a planet which we decide to be
1: god horrible. What are we doing here? We're playing a game it's with a, the face. It's still a simulated planet, right? We're, we're okay. playing on this, this beautiful little toy world. Simulated. Got it. I did air quotes. Audience?
0: I did air quotes when I said simulated. We <laughs> Here's a world. We're using our K.A. Applegate title Oracle uh, to create the world and some of its factions. So, like, each team draws something to describe the state of the world and then I don't know something else to describe the one the faction that they concern on a broad level, and then a third to kind of go in deep, or something. I don't know. Cool. And and having set them up, we now know that our factions are uh, horribly at
1: war, uh, or in some form of competition. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say you know what if the what if they are, competing culturally or economically or something. Yeah, yeah, that works. They true. are
2: they are at odds and we're going to see how the
1: at oddsness resolves itself. Can there be a mechanic where if you roll a tie they're friends? No. If you end with a tie, that sounds great. I'm into that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. Lara, no. I say yes. I just yes. wanted the
1: hope, the unlikely hope of rolling a tie on like seven dice at once.
0: Well, I mean, what like what if you I mean,
2: work your way well, to a tie, right? Yeah, you're working your way to a tie. So Lightning Kissed, uh, which great game, you should go play it. Uh, it's about smooching somebody for the first time. Um, it is also like a mostly oracular randomized game, but there's just like just the littlest amount of strategy where like you can have the perfect kiss where you both come in and smooch each other at the same time. Only if you uh, you
1: tie the game, essentially.
2: That sounds amazing. I love this.
1: That's Lightning Kissed by Quinn Vega, uh, also author of Songs for the Dusk and For the Honor. My God, nothing but hits. Back to back
2: bangers. No pun intended. (laughs) Anyway, we have made our planet. We
0: have made our factions. We each decide, like, what is the change we are instituting? And I feel like that is just... We put our foot down and make a decision, and we are godlike, and it happens. Yeah. And then we do our little dice game, where we kind of secretly, you know, figure out what do each of these dice represent. I love the idea that there is nothing stopping one player from saying, my D20 is an army of 10,000 knife monsters from the (laughs) tree planet, and the (laughs) other one mine is a bear with the brain of a girl <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah no those are evenly matched because of the way this game works rachel rachel <laughs> i love that yeah oh god um uh, this d8 is uh, uh our starship in orbit over the planet poised to destroy uh, all of the major cities I've got a sad bird. <laughs> Let's see who
1: wins. <laughs>
2: Jeez.
0: Okay. Lowest single die or lowest total value goes first. We alternate turns of either taking one of your opponent's dice
2: or destroying one of your opponent's dice with a higher value die or morphing.
0: Yes. Question.
2: Um, I don't want people to have to do the math of adding up all these disparate dice. Um, Oh, yeah, that sounds awful. If you choose to pick smaller dice, uh, the lowest, smallest die goes first.
0: Lowest, smallest die goes first. I love it. So you
2: can, like, try to get turn advantage, but it means that you're maybe going to get a lower total and you got to back that up somewhere. Because it sounds like we're not going to have, like, seven things necessarily each time. So so if you have, like, four things, it's like, okay, uh,
1: do I put in my d4? Do I put in my d8? I don't know. Oh, really? okay, wait, how, I was assuming we were doing seven things every time. I was like, my God, this is gonna be so much work. Okay, so you're just, you're, you're picking, picking some dice, some, how many dice?
2: Uh, Maybe three, because uh, Lara said we had three things. It's like, there's the state of the world. Mm. Mm. So you've got the the thing about the world that you mentioned at the beginning of the game that you drew with our Oracle. Um, you've got the starting state of your faction and like the development about your faction and those are your three things Mm -hmm. and if you decide to play another round you can keep those and just keep adding to them because you'll end up with seven at the end of two rounds if you would like um or you can just cut it off at the beginning and be like no it was a decisive victory that works so three dice plus the morphing cube right three dice plus the morphing cube and then what you end up with is a situation like if you pick the d20 that's a really wide band uh, so you're not necessarily mm-hmm. guaranteed anything good um whereas like with a d8 you have a better chance of rolling an eight than you do on a d20 light strategy
0: light strategy
2: strategy if,
1: if you just want to pick you know whichever dice you pick because you like the colors or shapes of them then like you know it, it's, it's be also fine. beautiful
2: you're here to experience the interpretation
0: Oh, man, we could do a wizard duel style where you have to go through your big sack of dice and pull out one that has a color that represents the thing that you want it to be. Oh, that would be
2: fun. Yeah, we can at least have a sidebar like, hey, I just want to if somebody doesn't have all the dice and they just have like seven, you can still play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you if you need to Google D8 and then look at the Google images and find a cool one like rock and roll.
0: Or you can buy unplaytested booster packs, (laughs) get some blind bag dice from unplaytested industries. They're the only ones that really count.
2: Um... (laughs) Gross. Unplaytested industries, all spin downs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Listen, we got to monetize this somehow. We can't sell this damn game. We're stealing from KA Applegate's pocket. <laughs> She's gonna come after us. She's too
2: powerful. Quietly pull up my my branding serial files.
1: <laughs> oh no, this is this is uh Creature Morphs, <laughs> creature morphs. Uh Buddy creature animals. Shapes. Fuck. <laughs> Well, that's the title, Buddy Animals Fuck. Here we go. We have already basically made that game, so. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, okay. That was Shirtless Animal Gods uh, from the other uh, Jack Shirtless Animal Gods. Excuse me, Jack Shirtless Animal Gods.
2: Oh. I'm yeah. sure the furries appreciated that. All
1: right, all right. We right. We're we were most of the way through our summary. Okay. When we have the dice, the numbers, what do we do with them? Okay, okay, so
2: we We say our thing like this is I am the God, this is the move I make um, and then uh in taking it in turns uh with the person who picked the uh lowest dice and rolled the lowest value on that lowest dice, breaking ties with rock paper scissors, you're adults, probably um you you uh pick one of your setting elements, you make a move as Lara described, um and then you. Uh, like maybe ben, dog ear the the note card that you wrote it on uh, so that you know that that one has gone. Um, mm. And once all of them have gone, you compare totals and you work together to narrate a a satisfying conclusion, maybe zooming in on scenes for kind of that last third of the game.
1: Mm, I kind of like that, yeah. Because having it as like, here's three little vignettes kind of gives it that drama where you're like okay here we see my alchemist standing on top of the tower letting the beautiful blue gas up into the atmosphere and then you're like guess what sucker a spaceship appears and blasts him with a laser and we and we hear the, the radio chatter uh, uh, over the, the spaceship and stuff and it's beautiful. And then you, you know, you flick your die at the other one and send it flying off the table. And,
2: and then whatever. you go pick them up because, God, that was oh, a D4. No, it's it's a on the ground idea. now, Alex.
1: <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> going to so step dangerous. on that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Unbelievable. That's an unplaytested
1: Industries D4, Alex. Those break <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> They've made them <of> obsidian. <laughs> <laughs> so after we've, we've done our three little vignettes, our... S- is it six? Because we each do three, basically, right? We say, here's yeah. how my thing went, and they're like, ah, oh, cool. And and I and I feel like uh having the ability to sort of freeform jump in together with this seems cool, right? Where you're you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna go on talking about my cool alchemist, and then you're sort of looking at your ones and you're like, hmm, I got a spaceship, I got the bear army. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Okay. And then like, ah, if I, if my bear army is only a two, then I say, ah, and then my bear army rushes in to try and fight the alchemist. But they get lost in the beautiful hedge maze around the tower and they end up taking a nap. And then at the end of all this, the results are some, someone has won. Mm
0: hmm. Or we
1: have tied. Or we have tied. Uh, and you could... That's... Sorry, I'm really just trying to wrap my head around what the numbers are doing here. No, it's it's cool, it's cool. How do we tie? How do we numbers? Um. So
2: you add up the three dice that you picked, plus the d6. Okay. Uh, and that will tell you, functionally, who won.
1: Okay, nice. So you know who's going to want, have won before you're doing these vignettes
2: before you do the the mm. final narration um because the moves Lara described would change the values of the die potentially right Woo. also Lara, how do you feel about um you you reduce the morphing die by two to do those other things just to that make it feel a little yeah because then most of the time you're gonna have two moves if you flip it from a one or a two um And then only on a very lucky occasion, one third of the time, will you have be able to flip all three of your die if you need to. That'd
0: be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Feel real good when that happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, ah, you lucky duck. Shucks. Uh, Do you think if if your die is at a two, can you spend it, or is that two effectively a one at that point?
2: Uh, it if your die is at a two, you can spend it, but then you don't have anything from that d six. Your morphing cube does not contribute to your score. Oh, I don't want a morphing cube that doesn't contribute to my
1: store. Okay, so then after we have resolved all of our numbers, all of our vignettes, then the person who has won, do they do a a little epilogue where they're like, and then because I won these little skirmishes and these little events and my change ripples across the world for hundreds or thousands of years here is what becomes of the glorious destiny that i have unfolded i uh, i think i
2: like that the only addition i would like to make is i uh for player safety and happiness the losing player does get to decide ultimately the fate of their faction but it has to be a loss mm-hmm. whatever it is
1: yeah And maybe there's like a, you know, a a single star still shines and they get to go, yes, but my hedge maze is still there. Even though my city was conquered, uh, the bears love the hedge maze so much that they decided to build it into a great, beautiful labyrinth forest and it still exists to this day.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a a great moment in Friends of the Table. Um, where this uh, group of people is, like, conquered by a big evil power, as happens in big dramatic games. Um, but they narrate the epilogue, and the, the conquered people have, like, uh, kind of a, a, a Hail Mary into the future. We don't get to see it
1: play out, but it exists in the world. Hmm, I like that. Nice. Yeah. And then you, you say, ah nice well shall we play again shall we pick the same world or create a new world would you like to take this this faction or this faction mm-hmm they're all very all very
0: distant and omnipotent like a jerk yeah like a big jerk and the game is called alien civilization <laughs> no oh, it's
2: absolutely not
0: uh-oh. Uh oh! I hate to be the bearer of bad news. We have exactly ten seconds left in the episode for someone to pick a name better than Alien Civilization.
2: Uh, it's called Aliup Two <coughs> Planet Worlds. Package it, ship it. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not opposed to Alien
0: Civilization colon Planet Worlds. <laughs>
1: <God>. Planet Side Three. <laughs> It's called Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. <laughs> uh,
0: no. Can we name this something that's... Like uh, an applegate
2: Yeah, let's pull a quote. Like a good mm. quote. Specifically if we can uh, quote either the 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 mean man or the elemist. I don't know the mean man's name. Uh, Kraya. Why does he have a name? I don't know. I'm just a gamer like you. There's uh there's a phrase popping up in in the Elemist's Wikipedia page or I guess uh C-R-O-P-D-A page, uh, boldness allied with restraint. I feel like there's something there.
0: Ooh, you can make that a title. Boldness allied with restraint. It's either a game about planetary conquest
2: or hot fucking. One of the two. <laughs> As many of the best titles are. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw out a notion here. Since a lot of the special Animorphs books were the Horkbayer Chronicles, the Andalite Chronicles, the Elamist Chronicles, what if we have the word "Chronicles" in here, and it's something like Planetary Chronicles?
1: Yeah. Hmm. The yeah. the Chronicles of the Planetary Games, like, uh, Planetary Game, the Chronicles
2: put a big colon in there
1: uh. planetary game
2: colon the chronicles we're not going to make the mistake that i make with all my games and put ligatures or specific capitalizations we're just keeping it classy just just one colon to make
0: sure that we drop tables uh, on occasion mm-hmm. okay
1: okay okay what if uh the name of our game is like three anamorphs titles? Uh, okay. What if it's what if it's like decision, proposal, prophecy? Damn.
0: DPP. I'm down with DPP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Feel free to, uh, you know, it could it could also be journey, test, revelation. All of them are so cool that it kind of works anyway. Uh, if only we could find a good one that makes it K-A-A. Oh, oh shit. shit. Do any of them start with
2: K?
0: I don't think
1: any of them do. Oh, um, no. All right, but what if, hmm, now what if we do have it? What if it is K-A-A? I'm googling cool words that start with K. Something answer absolution.
2: Whoa. Because uh, two of the last books are the absolute and the answer.
1: Nice. The Ketron.
0: No, that's not mm.
1: good. Kalon literally means beautiful in Greek, and in ancient Greek philosophy, it was used to refer to an absolute ideal or perfect natural beauty. How is that spelled? K-A-L-O-N Yeah,
2: let's make people look up Greek Hell yeah
1: (laughs) Fuck it, okay
2: Yeah.
0: Kalon, answer absolution (laughs) I like it because it tells you Nothing about what this game is But also this game is Supposed to be about the Animorphs And it's super not (laughs) So I think (laughs) We're in the good place
2: It's got animorphs.
1: It's got animorphs. It's got a morphing cube.
2: You can morph the thing.
1: I I I usually think of absolution in the sense of like being released from guilt or obligation. It's kind of a fairly Christian thing. I don't know. Hey. Is there? Oh, you want another? You want another? Is cool that a, a vibe word? we want? Uh, because we could just say absolute. Uh, answer. We could, what if we just
0: call it K.A. Applegate's Animorphs <laughs> the Game? Sue us, damn it.
2: <laughs> I was about to throw out apotheosis as the third word, the highest point in the development of something. Ooh, uh, I mean, uh, yep. You nailed it. There we go. Kalon answer apotheosis? Hell yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kalon absolute apotheosis because absolute is is better than uh, than answer right? Yeah, yeah. And then just, it almost. Okay, I just means want to make sure something. we are
0: okay that this has stopped being meaning and <laughs> <It> has become <laughs> poetry.
1: Like it. Yeah, I you 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 could tenuously justify saying. The first stage of the game is the Kalon stage, in which you describe the beauty and perfection of uh-huh. your faction. The second is the, the...
0: absolute stage, where you make an absolute decision. And then there's the apotheosis, where... Things come to a head. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I'm sweating. <laughs> this is the most intense game to say. We need to get out of here. I'm, I'm going to start our outro boilerplate, because... If I don't, I'm going to die. Hey, (laughs) this has been Unplaytested. Did you know you can find us at unplaytested.com where you can submit ludicrous ideas for the big list and we'll talk about them for like 45 minutes and then maybe pretend to make a game about them. (laughs) Or follow us on Twitter at Unplaytested and send us all of your freaking Andalite fan art.
1: If you want to make the games... Nope. (laughs) If... (laughs) We don't make the games, that's us! <laughs> if you want to see the games we make here played, uh, then we'll go up at twitch.tv unplaytested. We try to get gameplay to go up the week after the episode drops, but check the schedule there, or get the games yourself at unplaytested.itch.io. If you actually play this sucker, we would absolutely love to hear about it in uh 54 novel format that is the only way we will accept hearing about your game
0: unplaytested is made possible by the support of our patrons you did this patrons join the Unplaytrion at patreon.com unplaytested unplaytrons make the magic happen
1: thanks to abducted by sharks for our music bring forth my mm? Wait, yeah that is it why did i think i got it wrong Thanks to Abducted by Sharks for our music, Bring Forth My Armor. I'm Alex. And I'm Laura. And I've been Legendary Vermin.
0: And remember, time is an illusion, and so is death. Unless you're Rachel. <laughs> in which case, death is very, very real. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
2: The real problem was you got three nerds in a room and then asked us to talk about Animorphs.
0: Banana just... Because our episode numbering is so consistent right now. Oh my
1: god, yeah. Like, the the Sumerians would be awestruck. They are precise (laughs) record-keeping. In the back end, I think we have two (laughs) things labeled episode
0: X. (laughs) Our 12th episode is clearly labeled episode 13, and this one is just provisionally labelled Episode Vermin.
1: So Okay, so episode the first episode X was in our Roman numerals phase. That's very obvious. And then the second one <laughs> is the episode that's in space, like Jason X. It's it could not be clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Banana just
1: It's much better in the original Ketprar and Ketrin and Ketrin. Ketrin.
0: Ketrin. You know, like Ketrin Town. I don't know what that means. K to the E to the T to the T. E to the R to the I N G. T to the O to the W N. Ketrin Town. F C. Kitchen
2: Town. Town. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it. Yep. I okay. I mean I buy it.
0: Friggin' y'all need to go watch James A Caster's Requiem. It's a four-part stand-up comedy experience on Netflix. That's very just long. Do <laughs> just do it. Four and let's parts. Back to work. <laughs> Banana just I'm just a gamer like you, but with perhaps a
2: different philosophy. Banana just I'm looking through my camera at you,
1: listener. Feel my warm embrace.